Hello and welcome to the More Like Guidelines podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined today by... Uh, hello, I am Candle, your local agender nightmare. That is my new greeting. Hi, I'm Goji, a rat bastard. He, they, please. <laughs> and I'm Jester, as in the court jester that's eternally suffering. They, Z. Uh, ben is not joining us today, but he's just going to have to listen to the episode like everyone else. There you go. Today we are doing a bit of a behind the scenes, looking backward and looking forward, because over the course of the Biocore campaign, I think it's fair to say that I didn't predict the direction that the narrative or the actual game system were going to take. So I've I've done a lot of throwing out old ideas. Let's put it that way. I've had a spring clean of my Google Drive. <laughs> and what we're going to be doing today then is taking a look at the original direction that the Biocore campaign and system was going to take. And then we're going to have a bit of a chat about, as a group, as all the players currently of this system, where we'd all like to see the system go, the directions we'd all like to see it develop in, and the features we'd all like to see it eventually have. Sound good to everyone? Sounds good to me. Sounds swell to me. The biggest thing that I want to get across so far is that of the content I prepared for this campaign to kind of serve as an introduction, um, the six episodes that happened before everyone split into their separate solo episodes and then at some point hopefully they'll come back together. God knows what's going to happen there. Um, all of that content got us to the end of what I'd originally planned for our second episode. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Whoopsie doodles. Which speaks measures to, um, basically, this is the first time I've ever done an actual play podcast. Yeah, it took a shot at the pacing, and it turns out that this group does things a certain way. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, so way. yeah, I'd like to just have a little bit of a chat originally about what the plan for the intro arc was and where it was originally going to develop. I'm going to be avoiding saying anything that's a massive spoiler for things that are still going to happen, still come into play in the future, but I think we can have a bit of an overview, yeah? Yeah, how bad did we fuck up? Let's go. There are No, there are some people who are under the impression that I'm annoyed or disappointed that it's not gone as I predicted, but I am a huge, huge proponent of the idea that if you know what's going to happen, there's not really that much point doing it, is there? Yeah. yeah. I'm delighted at the direction it's taken. It just means that now we get to have this conversation. So, um, originally, the structure of this campaign was going to be pretty typical RPG stuff. A, uh, a sequence of missions with an overarching plot, lots of little through lines and branching side paths. It was going to be a pretty typical RPG structure, taking the form of basically mini-arcs, each mission. Um, you would have been working for the rogues. There were lots of characters that you still might meet, but that was the gist of it. And I came up with a big, long list of um, the missions that you were going to go on, but I didn't pick out the order they were going to happen other than the first two. What that means is there's still a lot of content there that I'm probably going to chop up and recycle, so I'm not going to tell you everything, but that was the original plan, and now I have absolutely no idea if that's a structure we're going to be going forward with, and I can't wait to find out. 
<laughs> Would anyone like to guess when that specifically changed and went fucking uh, sideways? Uh, we spend a whole episode opening a door? That is true. Like, things did take a lot longer than expected. When asked you, uh... Did, did ask you? When ask you was asking. No, 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 no. There's a couple of ask you big ask you things because that's the harassment. That's the the fucking Hugh that Hugh Sap. That's um falling out the window. That's also um ask you spoilers. Feel free to bleep this. Uh, becoming a bird. I'm no. Um, I'm inclined to say that uh, Jess counted on ask you being a little bit less gullible than he actually was. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And probably me being a little less. The moment that, that. that's Those are the two things I'm going to get to. So there were three pivot points for me. The first pivot point was when we spent an entire episode trying to open one door. That was when I realized that I had massively over condensed the intro arc. And so it was going to take a lot of adapting to make it an appropriate number of episodes. The second point was when Askew let Husap, humanity's ever watchful servant and protector, into their biocore completely unshielded. I did not expect that to happen, but I am delighted that it did, because that opens up a whole raft of storytelling opportunities for us all to tell collaboratively. But the moment where my original plans became impossible was when you killed Stanley. Because ah. he was going to be the antagonist for the next two arcs. And I, again, I am so happy you did that because now it's new to me as well. We knifed the knife Listen, man. every time you say I'm so happy you did that, it's like you're trying to convince yourself. <laughs> you're trying to convince God, but he's not listening. I Listen, I, you know, I feel like I should explain slightly some of my reasoning for stabbing Stanley. I feel like I might have before to everyone, but just to clarify, um, was actively, even though... They were basically a, a a husk on the ground, still attempting to murder Askew. And, you know, that's my emotional support Roomba who just threw themselves out a window to try to help all of us. Um, Your emotional support Roomba who you met yesterday. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I think from the moment Askew said, I'm going to, well, from the moment Candle said, I'm going to tackle Stanley out the window... It was inevitable. <laughs> yeah, like, I think uh, Instance is not used to people doing, like, basically being nice to them or, like, doing um, grand acts like that. And so the second Askew was like, ah, yes, I'm going to jump out this window, Instance was like, oh, okay, so I'll die for you? Cool. Got it. <laughs> got it. Sick. <laughs> Instance, and Instance was like, well, you're not going to... No, you're not going to kill Askew. Like, what the fuck? No, you're not going to... No. And so, you know, Stanley was actively trying to murder Askew, so you stab them with their own knife. No, yeah. we get it. Oh, we absolutely fun. get it. One of the things that has come up as well, while we've been talking about the campaign behind the scenes, is this feeling of... I think we've all got that we don't know what's in this city. The idea, again, originally was essentially that I had a blank canvas with major landmarks on and each of these little missions would involve really diving into and fleshing out one aspect of this world, one of the districts of the city. So that is also something that I'm going to try and encapsulate going forward, is a way that we can still kind of have the city as a blank map for us all to build on, but with still 
but with more structure and enough structure delivered fast enough and not over the course of what, if my maths is correct, would have been, ooh, 25 episodes instead of the originally planned five. Oh my Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So basically that's me set. There's a lot of things here which come down to none of us have made an actual play before. Took a swing at it. Before, any, before we move on to the future of the campaign, sh- uh, does anyone have any questions about the past of it? What it was originally going to be? Um, anything at all, essentially, about that general area? No? We all was good? Echo in that building? <laughs> was she? Where was that Echo? I can't tell you. Fuck. Oh, what? That's a spoiler. No! No! All right. Candle, you got some information that the other players didn't. Do I? Probably for PSAP. Entirely (laughs) forgotten, and which was plot critical. (laughs) Listeners, in the hotel episode, there was a moment when uh, Hugh Sapp entered Askew's Biocar. Me and Candle went into a separate recording room to talk about what can um, what. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Talk about what Askew experienced and what Askew saw when coming to. I am now realizing, hearing this reaction, that um, there might be there might have been a slight oversight there under why we've been spinning our wheels so much. <laughs> I'm not saying it's Candle's fault. I'm saying probably should have brought that up again. Okay, Jess, Jess, it's okay. If you won't say it's Candle's fault, I will. Candle, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> it didn't make it into the episode because we lost that bit of the recording I was originally just um, we talked about it afterwards and I said that's fine that it didn't make it in because we can like kind of drop hints as we go oh <laughs> it was very funny oh no alright ask you just simply doesn't remember that so Jess will have to drop all of the hints it's fine I will say this Ask you knows exactly what happened in that hotel room. Candle doesn't, and I will need to send Candle a memo. <laughs> oh my god. That should be uh, interesting to navigate. Jess, I will remember as soon as you tell me what it was. <laughs> That's fine. Also, it wouldn't have made much of a difference because you then immediately fell out of a window. Yeah, no, I guarantee I will and remember then became the entire a bird. conversation as soon as you give me any inkling. <laughs> Oh, we can chat later. Woo-wee. So I think that is a good time as any... This is probably going to end up being a little bit of a shorter episode. We can take a break here and then come back and talk about the vast, cold expanse of the future, which will not take its eyes off me. It is looming. It is looming. <laughs> we can come back yeah. and just keep talking because none of us know how to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too true. And welcome back. So now we have looked at the past potential futures of the podcast, and now it's time to look at the future potential pasts, uh, which is a sense. very flowery of saying, let's talk about what we want this campaign and game to be. Let's do the time warp I again. think Amon needs to get a falconeering <laughs> glove, and if Ben doesn't do that, oh. it's on site. I think I need to get an elaborate device to just, with the push of a button, spritz any one of you in the face with water. What? It's a good idea. I just imagined little dove askew landing on Amon's arm on a little falconeering glove. No, that is fair. That would be a look. And that is a goal. It is not quite the kind of goal that I am angling us towards no, here, don't. though. I want to um, get Arlie a, a more... suit. Askew is a bird now. He will need accommodations. <laughs> All right. 
How about this? <laughs> Why are we talking? Oh my god, you're gonna kill us! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no, I was going. I was going to um, engage with the conversation and turn this into. Uh... Turn this into something productive. Yeah, let's turn this into something productive. Maybe just like yeah, how basically. I cast? Something that we can ethically release. <laughs> can we unethically release the full unedited version on Patreon? <laughs> Unethically releasing things is what we've been doing so far on this feed. <laughs> okay. You talking there about wanting to see um, Eamon with a falcon earring glove. What if we started this discussion from the perspective of coming up with just a snapshot of a scene that is the kind of place, the kind of scene, the kind of action, the kind of whatever that you would eventually like to see your character in in this campaign. Total blank page. Could be anything from robbing a masquerade ball to punching a horse. Anything at all. Just a snippet of how you see your character in your head. How you see them a little bit further down the line in the campaign. This isn't really something actual players do. They tend to be very um, chronologically linear. But I think this could be an interesting way to make this a more collaborative endeavor. Basically, me, me slightly loosen my grip on the reins. Also, I think it can be interesting as well, because a lot of the time you have an idea where your character wants to go, and then sometimes it doesn't go that direction, and it's better for it. So it could be interesting to do a check-in as well later. Like, how did our dreams go? Yeah. I will absolutely note. Um, most of these see- most of these scenes, flashes, glimpses won't actually be things that happen yeah. in the campaign. They might, uh, if I can make it, I will. But it's more for the the vibes, more for the vibes. Yeah. When I was when we first started this podcast, like you mentioned that you wanted it to sort of be a look at like the toxicity of like capitalism and imperialism, and you wanted it to sort of be almost like a grim dystopic uh, sci-fi setting. But I've kind of been picturing that was it- the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. It was going to be grown up and mature, not like all sweary and edgy, but it was going to be properly critiquing. It's corporate think, culture. Um, I think yeah, you man. both is the thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just I've that been, so far it's um, been a literal farce. I've been picturing Clockwork Blade Runner this whole time. Yeah, me too, pretty much. Yeah, that's a. Pr- I hadn't thought of it that way myself, but that's a pretty good way of putting it. <laughs> I I personally like the. Like, I don't think that it's that we're not necessarily serious about the world. I definitely think we all are in our own different yeah. ways. Oh, yeah. I just, I enjoy sort of the, the farcical nature of it because I think it also gives, like, a really nice contrast. Because a lot of things in media that I don't like are, like, what if grimdark, suffering, critique must be sad all the time? And I'm like, a lot <sighs> of times people are happy during, like, terrible yeah. things or, like, having fun like- even though bad things are happening. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, here's, here's the thing. With with a, with a dark themes, like, almost, like, a farcical world makes it easier to deal with upsetting or dark content mm-hmm. in a way that, like, offers a barrier against it. Yeah. That's I, true. At least for me, if I'm going to be role-playing in a world, I have to enjoy being in it at least a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, does anyone have any particular glimpses of their character's possible futures that they'd like to share with us? God, that that sent a shiver down my spine. (laughs) (laughs) In fight or flight. (laughs) Not Arlene's, please, anything but Arlene's. No, no, your 
You're all awful in your own special ways. Thank you. That means so much. We're all Thank like, you. We're all like different breeds of fancy rat. Yeah. <laughs> yes! I'm, yes! Hey, I'm a bird now. Fuck you. Pigeon is just a rat with wings. Anyway, my idea for Arlius is, uh, besides him getting some spectacular new fashions, um, I, <laughs> I want him to unlock some sort of magical anime power and use it irresponsibly. Good to know. Okay. We do have basically a built-in system into the game so far that I'm hoping to bring up that Askew's bird form is an example of, which are mantles, which are basically recklessly powerful mods that are inherently chaotic and an unpredictable time. That feels like the kind of direction I can see Alias going. Yeah, I want him to take a, a brief dip into chaotic evil. Just like a that, casual that is something that I like. I can yeah, work fun, with that. fun with character arcs. I think is always a, is always a great part of RPGs. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Does anyone else have? Well, can you give me an example of like anything in particular when you think of Alias going through his edgy phase, well, edgier Arlius... phase? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alias is, is a very selfish bastard. Um, so I think I could see him working as a double agent. Trying, okay. trying, trying to accumulate as much power as possible with as little... Effort. I mean, I don't know if everyone's listened to the solo episodes, but Alias is currently very much on that path, like, directly. Yeah. So that is good to know. Uh, Jester or Candle, do either of you have anything that you'd like to... God, this sounds like a fucking scout circle. Would you like to share anything with the group? <laughs> Okay, who's going to show and tell? Would you like to spill your sins? Hello, I'm Candle. Hi, Candle. <laughs> Hi, Candle. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's going that's gone a bit more AA than the Scouts. No, 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 no it isn't. Just it. You just have to do that. You have to do the excited, and then that's fine. Oh, good to know. <laughs> oh, I didn't have anything. I just wanted to make that joke. Um, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, my goals, for instance, are I don't necessarily have any long-term ones i want instance to sort of confront some shit that's holding them back in a lot of different ways we don't necessarily need to be talking about like big long-term goals here i'm thinking more like if there was a trailer made for the entire story of um instant salute what would be one like little snippet of that trailer from something that could potentially happen in the future? I, like just I think a scene you can see them. I in. think instead of turning to run away, like there's like a clear path where they could escape and be safe and be fine, and them legitimately, like metaphorically and literally, turning their back on that path to go back inside to deal with whatever is happening. Like, like rejecting a way to, like, like, there's a very clear way to just get out of the situation, and they don't, I think is a very interesting and also big character growth moment for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I can see Instance taking that direction, yeah. definitely. Okay, that's nice. Do we have anything to ask you, or is the fact that you're suddenly a bird enough to throw off any thoughts you might have had? It's enough for now, but I do have thoughts. Um, I, with Askew, I want him to essentially just, like, be a living self-destruct button. I fully intend to destroy him again. Um, <laughs> and I- Same! Just, 
that because I I'm fully enjoying like taking advantage of this this system that Jess has where you can almost get killed and then be fine with a little bit of work. I mean, there are consequences, but you'll still oh, yeah. be in the game. Well, I mean, well, like I, I accept the consequences. I'm a pigeon now, so I want to say that I'm so excited uh, for this to be a Don't Hurt Birds production because this is now immortal. Uh, I'm very excited for <laughs> 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 where this is gonna go. Uh- <laughs> no, don't worry. I've um, I've already got a uh, wonderful logo designer Megan Dobbin working on. For um, a logo for our eventual rebrand to whoops, I heard a bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jess, did we have a we had we had a question, right? We did have a question. Um, I think we will probably need to continue this discussion offline over the next week before our next recording session. Our question is from Miria, who asks, if possible, I would love to get to hear a bit about inspirations behind different aspects of the campaign and the characters. Smiley face. And I would very much like to talk about that. Specifically, I want to know what inspired these PCs. Yeah. I know that Ben's was specifically inspired by the Fawns, basically. Not any knowledge about the character, just seeing a picture of him at some point, like half an hour before our first recording. That is what I've been told. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that tracks. That does track. So, Goji, where does your character come from? <laughs> the fucking the fucking death glare <laughs> Goji I think you should describe the mood board that we created um, right before yes. this episode okay. I think that's e- the easiest way like all of it none of you get to speak <laughs> none of you are allowed to speak in his presence um, wow okay <laughs> so Arlius bastard that he is um, was inspired by sort of I put a tiefling Frieza that picture of a knife cat and some rainbow slime in a blender and then <laughs> let it sit for a little while and then put it in the microwave and let it sit for another two days and what came out was semi-conscious chunks yeah. Oh. oh no, semi-conscious chunks is a great name for a character. That's also a great name for a band. Yeah. Um, this is Arlie. It's is... semi-conscious chunks. New young adult series, I call it. Is Freezer the one that looks like Mutant? Yes. Oh yes. 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 Is he? A, is he a villain? Yes. Yes, he is the one who looks like Mewtwo. Yes, he is a villain, and yes, he has the most delicious swimsuit bod. <laughs> Candle, would you like to tell us anything about the inspiration for my pain? Roomba. <laughs> I think I think the original way that I described Ask You, I was picturing like I used to go to these college parties um, where there was always at least one person there just wearing a full body like green spandex suit, like face included. And it was was always... it the same person consistently? <laughs> yes. You couldn't um, tell their face was they had, they had multiple... They had the same height and build. They had multiple, like, different colors. And they wore it to every party. And it was always such a surreal experience that I think it just kind of stuck with me. That wasn't the inspiration for Askew's character, but that's sort of how I pictured them. Inspiration for Askew as a character uh, came from, like, I wanted to do something that would be kind of fun and silly. But I also wanted to be able to... Um, balance out the party, which is always sort of my my motive, like when creating a character for an RPG, 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and also something that would be able to go with the flow and who I wouldn't get upset over, like, pretty much anything happening to him. So I wanted to have a character who I wouldn't have any qualms about throwing into various situations because I wanted to just see what happens. I think you specifically at one point said to me that you built Askew to later break Askew. Yeah, pretty much. That's fair. Jester. Um. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I got stuck by cat. For oh, the cat noise for Gretchen Campbell's cat. She got stuck in the couch. She got stuck in the couch. She got no. stuck. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, at, look at Grim. His tail's all fluffed up. Oh, no. Cries. Um, Does anyone mind if I release this entire run no, episode I on Patreon? No, I am so fine with that. I think it'd be I'm hilarious. I'm begging you. All right, um, if you're, I'm, I'll leave that bit in for the uh, non-Patreon listeners. If you want to hear some real bullshit. <laughs> Instance was initially, uh, also Cause, actually, because I helped, I mean, I helped, I, I created Cause initially, um, were for a, um, like, rough story a friend of mine were planning, and I don't think it'll ever, like, come out or, like, become anything. Maybe it still will, might still use the character name. But that's where the character name initially came from was... I was trying to design what felt like the most powerful non-binary name that I could in that moment. Um, you have a real talent for that. It's it's very it's it's fun. I enjoy doing it. Um, but yeah, so so that's where instant salute comes from. And then um, design wise, I realized um, portal is a very big influence of mine. Um, oh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a former. Um, like hyper, yeah, you know, it might be a special interest. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how to define it. But uh, Portal was like a huge um, inspiration to me growing up, and just like something I really, really loved. And so the general design, for instance, partly came from there. And then the rest, I can't. Like the legs bit, like wanting modified legs specifically comes from me having really shitty legs, um, and often using a cane. So that's <laughs> that's where the inspiration mm. for that comes from. Um, but yeah, instances like Shell from Portal, disability metaphor, the most powerful non-binary name I could think of at the time. But yeah, uh, instance is basically just Shell from Portal, uh, but more explicitly non-binary, um, and then, um, cool legs. To answer my part of the question, essentially, the origins of Biocore, uh, is the same as the origins of most of the games in Storybox, and... A lot of projects, actually. A lot of projects that I've been working on recently. I worked at a call centre for a UK-wide national gym chain. It was a very, very strange time, but I got very, very good at doing all my work in the morning and then just spending the entire rest of the day looking like I was working, but actually writing. Oh, uh, I mostly that. I was working on a lot of fiction, a lot of things like that, that is all since being burnt to ashes in a non-literal sense. But also, I would occasionally just sit and work on a bit of a TTRPG. Uh, and then they all got left on the side for the for years to come. But yeah, Biocore was one of them. I started writing about the plot, the story, bits of my original like storyline have been worked into this. But yeah, that is where that came from. But basically, I was working a shitty office job that gave me a lot of spare time, and I made some games. 
All right. Uh, does anyone else have anything that they want to just kind of throw into the episode while we're all shoveling it in? Um, <laughs> there, there's there's a cat currently harassing me. All right. That was an episode. Thank Shut you so, so much for listening. Hopefully, <laughs> that was... we'll have some more content at some point soon. That sure was something. <laughs> Not including today. Not. Yeah, and no, to be honest, over the course of December and January, our upload schedule has been sparse and peculiar. That is partly due to lost episodes, well, a lost episode, and just recordings not quite working out because the world is aflame and ravaged by pox. Yeah. If you would like to support our futile endeavours, you can check out patreon.com slash don'thurtbirds, where you can throw us a couple of quid to become an enemy or a friend of the podcast. Um, that is genuinely hugely appreciated and it does help pay for our hosting costs as well all right yeah i think that's all from us today so one more time thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye, bye. bye.